Hello and welcome to Celebrating Simple Life. I'm Kimberly and I've been planning parties and incredible events for the past 15 years. I'm passionate about connecting people, making gatherings purposeful, and making the most out of every moment. Join me as we learn together how to find joy, celebrate the simple things in life, use events to grow your business, entertain with purpose, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to give a shout out to a review that showed up on Instagram stories this week. This is from This Old House Market, and she writes, Spending time in isolation with Celebrating Simple Life and Clear Space Design Co. I love listening to inspiring women sharing their stories of business and life. These are two of my most favorite ladies. Well, isn't that just lovely? Uh, that was episode 28 with Clear Space Design Co. And thank you so much, This Old House Market, for sharing that thoughtful review on Instagram. I'm so happy that you have been able to find ways to beat boredom as this isolation continues and listening to podcasts from the comfort of your own home is the perfect way. So please send me an email to Kimberly at CelebratingSimpleLife.com so that I can send out your free gift for leaving the review. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm chatting with Katie, owner of The Everyday Kitchen. As a stay-at-home mom, Katie started The Everyday Kitchen as an outlet to share more of her story, recipes, and passion for eating wholesome food. Now, her and her husband, Mark, operate The Everyday Kitchen as a real brick-and-mortar store, serving sourdough, donuts, and coffee. They are located in Regina, and this is the very first sourdough donut shop in all of North America. Katie's gentle heart and fiercely determined personality has drawn a large following to her because of how vulnerably she shares. She loves creating in the kitchen, bringing people together, helping others discover their unique passions, and inspiring them to share their gifts with the world. You will usually find her hanging out with her husband and two adorable sons, drinking coffee and dreaming about breakfast. And the best part is, she will always make room for you at the table. She believes in inspiring and encouraging others to live their best lives every day, and you are going to love our beautiful conversation. So tune in. Hello, Katie. How are you? Hey, I'm really good. I cannot tell you how excited I am to chat with you today. I love what you were doing on Instagram and We've met each other a few times at different events and stuff, but this is so great. And I got to finally see your space, the everyday kitchen, which is just... It's beautiful, isn't it? Ah, it is. As an event planner, my environment is always very important to me. And I don't think a lot of people necessarily can articulate that if they're in a space that doesn't feel good. Yes. Oh, but your space feels real good. Yeah, it feels really good. That's one of the most common comments we get is that it feels really good in here. Yeah, it there's feels... just this feeling you can't describe. I mean, it's beautiful. So, like, don't get me wrong. Like, aesthetically, it's just yeah. beautiful. But there's just this warmth and this feeling that is in there. Yeah, it was really nice. So, awesome. so happy to chat with you today. You are a busy gal with a lot on the go, and I'm sure that we could probably chat for many, many hours about everything in between business as well, but I would love to, I would love to just, for listeners that are listening who maybe haven't heard of the Everyday Kitchen, maybe they've been living under a rock or something, um, I would love for them to kind of hear your story from the beginning, because that to me is always the interesting part of how did this all become to this? Not just it magically appeared, right? Right. Yes. 
part of me wonders, what was the beginning? <laughs> Can I think back and see how this was? Yes. Yeah. So just tell you all about the Everyday Kitchen, yeah. how it came about. Okay. So um, the Everyday Kitchen is a local business here in Regina. It's a sourdough donuts and coffee bar. So we make primarily make sourdough donuts and that has been a recipe I've been working on for years in the making and we are actually the, the only sourdough donut shop in North America currently wow. so there's very few people making sourdough donuts with no commercial yeast and we just went visited New York for our 10 year anniversary and someone who's been working on a sourdough donut recipe for six years he's been making donuts for 25 years in New York finally debuted his sourdough donut is in the New York Times and so I got to try one and it was really neat so cool yeah so how did I guess to back it up even further way further the idea of the even the sourdough donut like are you just hanging out living your life and suddenly (laughs) dreaming of sourdough donuts no so that's what my business is but that was never what my plan was for the everyday kitchen so the everyday kitchen collided kind of with probably my two biggest challenges in life my two most challenging seasons in life um and i do have a hard time talking about them because when you walk through challenging seasons mm-hmm. they bring up a lot of emotions don't even get me started girl i totally can yep. relate to you on challenging especially with children yeah and yeah so in 2000 if you run a fast forward or backwards at a Quite a few years. I got married in 2009, and in 2011, I had for about I'd say for probably about two and a half years, I struggled um, with just a lot of I guess eating disorder is a strong word, but I struggled with a lot of like mm-hmm. obsessive habits around food and exercise, mm-hmm. and so that was an extremely challenging season for me to walk through. Um, a lot of healing in that area. So a lot of the outward symptoms of how I was functioning in those lies and confusion was getting to the depth of discovering who I really was and being okay with that so that's a whole story all in itself but what that what that meant for me is in order for me to recover from that I needed to discover what how I could use food to nourish my body for the rest of my life without it being such highs and lows for me so what that looked like was discovering what do I want to use to nourish my food? What did I? What do I feel like God has put on this earth to nourish my body with? As I'm in childbearing years, and I had done a lot, wreaked a lot of havoc on my hormones because I was under eating, over exercising, and I had gut issues, and I was just sick all the time. So that was the be- very beginning of my journey was discovering what did I feel was going to nourish my body and keep me healthy and strong, and how did I want to feed my family? So that was years of kind of just experimenting with different foods and kind. Of coming up with what I call my food values. So where I came to find full health and vitality um, and where I've never felt better than ever. And I find with my safeguards, I'm able to stay strong and healthy without getting back in those obsessive habits. So that's the first part of the story, Um, kind of just discovering. And I've always had a passion for baking since we got married. And so I started a small baking business. This is quite quite the story. Um, But I had always just made like cheesecakes and like really like elaborate decadent treats, but it never was something that I personally would eat. So I always had this like internal struggle where it was like, I was really good at this. Everybody loved it, but I wouldn't eat it in my house very often. And so I was like, oh, I hate that I'm so much sugar is going out in the world. So I just had this internal struggle. with kind of with that so fast forward a few years 2014 I had my first son Micah and this was the second most challenging season of my life probably well not that one was more challenging than the other but after different. he different yeah. challenges is that I was I was quite severely depressed after I had my first son and so I didn't even see the signs through my pregnancy but I definitely struggled with like actual I never even knew this existed but with like 
pregnancy depression. Like mm-hmm. I remember like just having lots of just interesting thoughts about like wishing he didn't exist, even though I really wanted to be a mom. Yeah. I wanted that season, but I had a lot of like fear. Every new mom has fear and anxiety, but I, there was a couple things that happened that kind of triggered where I was like, oh, I don't think that's normal. Right. Um, and it, the depression just hit like instantly. Like I remember being in labor with him at home. I had him in my apartment at a home birth, <laughs> which is kind of There's funny. There's a whole nother story. Whole nother <laughs> story. I got lots of interesting stories. Um, and I remember not wanting to push him out because I desperately didn't want to be a mom, even though like I did want to be a mom. But that was what your mind was telling That's yourself. what the, yeah. the wow. anxiety was telling me. I didn't want to have him. That is so brave that you are able to verbalize that because I think this is really going to resonate with listeners. Like there, there are things that are just beyond 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 comprehension of what your how powerful the mind is in in what we believe whether it comes to an feeling like an extreme situation in what you're talking about of what feels like crippling anxiety to just day-to-day things that you just feel like you're not coping well with right yeah. where it can come in smaller doses as well but i think that being self-aware is so is so powerful because you're able to, whether you saw it then or not, but now looking back and seeing how this was, you're able to share this. So how that looked for me is I didn't know that this wasn't normal because I just thought this is what happens when you have a kid. I've never had a baby before. This is how it is. So that was the the season I walked into of the first year, year and a half of Micah's life was very, a very dark time for Mark and I. It was really hard on me, but it was also really hard on him because the way he described it was like he was afraid to leave me when he went to work. Mm. I texted him nonstop, called him nonstop. Thankfully, his boss was very gracious and he was open and honest with him, which I didn't even know. But for right. months and months and months, he would have to come in and check on me multiple times a day because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, wasn't able to get dressed, wasn't able to leave the house, cried all day, screamed all day. Yeah. I didn't know that was not normal. Right. So yeah. postpartum anger rage is very it's a real. Very real thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a really tough season. And so finally, I don't know what happened, but one day I remember sitting on the rocking chair and sitting down and Googling like, what is like postpartum mm-hmm. depression and I showed my phone to Mark and I was like I think I have this and he's like yes <laughs> he's like so you just yeah. he, he's like I've been telling you that you just didn't know and like yeah. so all the warning signs were there even with but I was too strong to say that I had it like even with the mm-hmm. even being ex, my exit interview with my midwife and things there were warning signs with the survey that I filled out right but I just chalked it up to the fact that I'm I'm a go-getter. I'm hard. I'm a hard on myself, and yeah. I'll get better. And anyway, so don't ignore the symptoms. If anyone, any doctor, even a doula came to help in that season with um, breastfeeding because there was multiple issues with that. He had my son had a severe tongue tie that I didn't know about, mm. um, and she was she. I remember <laughs> I still laugh about it because she said to me he was a few weeks old. She's like, I think. I think even like when you're feeling really down, when you're feeling a little bit depressed, you need to really rely on the support of other people. And, and when right. she left, I said to Mark, how dare she say that? She says, I was depressed. I was right. so offended with her. Like, but so the warnings, like the right. signs were there. Yes. Um, that was a tough season. So Mark and I walked through that together. Um, that was a journey of a whole other story, but mm-hmm. the two struggles colliding, bring that all back together is that we, I worked on finding a new normal for me in that season. Mm-hmm. So 
thankfully right around the time where it was at its peak we moved to a house with more light which was because we lived in a very dark apartment so we moved to a house with more light I made it a goal to get dressed like every one every three days and then right. I found like one place to go a week so I found like a little mom's group a couple blocks away and I would go every week those little things I like got like little totally. baby steps so that is not a small story all in itself but what that what that did was it knocked me knocked me out for a few years it knocked me out of who I felt I knew who I was like and that's a whole new discovery when you become a new mom too you yeah. forget feel like you forget who you are oh totally <laughs> so, you're just buried under so many new things that it's, it is so um I in the mean and in, in all that challenging years my one of my biggest things that brought me alive was that discovery of the food that I love to make and create and that was just a part of me but it had gone on the back burner because I just didn't have any energy and I wasn't doing that anymore so part of one of the reasons I was able to step forward like get past maybe the most painful time with the postpartum was I decided to start doing more things that I used to do that I liked so Mark bought me um a cookbook that had like some pastry recipes and sourdough recipes and they were extremely challenging to me because I had been practicing for years and I kind of wanted to challenge myself for the first time in years I was like I'm going to rise above and I'm gonna try something I haven't tried before and I'm gonna challenge myself in the kitchen again so um, what that looked like for me is I dove into sourdough because I'm a hippie at heart and sourdough is much better for your gut to digest. Yeah, and so, absolutely. So um, I started experimenting with sourdough bread and then one random February exactly three years ago, it was on Super Bowl Sunday, we were having a friend over, I said to Mark, I'm going to make sourdough donuts and he was like, what? And I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to try it. So I tried it and they were like, just okay and I like didn't know what I was doing and I fried them up. And like we ate them that night and for some reason that night I was just like interesting I'm like I want to make this work like because it was there was no recipes online that I could follow that were working for me um long story because lots of times I would base what I did on other people's right but nothing was working and so for some reason that February 2017 um I was like I yeah I'm like I want to create a donut my kid, my son had never eaten a donut and he was two and a half, but I was like, I want to create a donut that I would feel proud giving Micah. So for me, sourdough is huge because um, anything fermented is, is better yeah, for you, better absolutely. for your gut. So I was like, I'm going to try making a donut that I would love to give Micah. So that's how the two challenges kind of came together. My love of like nourishing food through challenging seasons, like kind of rising above finding my passion again. And then the story of the everyday kitchen from 2017 till now is again another story but that is so amazing (laughs) I I love that you were able to take such hard challenging circumstances which I mean life I think getting older life just continues like you think you've gone through them and then they just keep coming back tenfold in different ways and in new ways right but I love that you were able to take that really really most challenging time of your life and turn it into something that you were able to find yourself in again because so often you see this story not going that direction right you yes have someone is hung up by circumstances that they just don't feel they're able to overcome or haven't been able to find the supports to help them overcome them and that's where the story stays right? I think all of us in a sense are stuck in those patterns some people have just gotten started a little sooner or said yes to overcoming a tiny challenge mm-hmm. or like before others does that make sense but yeah. like I, I have now that like doesn't stop I have new things that I'm coming up against every day now that are just a reminder that 
do we do I want to stay in that or do I want to find the help and the support I need and absolutely move, move through that but absolutely. I think that that will ring true with everybody on <laughs> I this think earth. so too I don't think there is anybody that can say oh hey hand up I have no no issues no stories everything's great um that's so amazing so then once you get to this point where you've the everyday kitchen has now come up as this idea and so far you're still like okay I want to create a donut that is number one good enough for my son but how did you take it then from obviously making donuts for your kids is not a business made how did you take it from there to to where it is now what was the I guess initial step Okay, so 2008, 17, 18, and 19 all had their own, kind of like their own trademark steps yeah. that I would say. So the Everyday Kitchen um, was a rebrand from the, the little baking business I talked about earlier. I was yeah. called the Ginger Snap because I made these ginger sandwich cookies with lemon cream cheese icing. They're very good. But everybody loved them, and that was like my signature. So that was my little baking name. Yeah. Um, but then I was like that internal struggle. I was like, oh, I want to make food for, I want to make food for people that I would like make snacks for my kids or, so I was like, I'm going to start. I've always wanted to like start a blog. I didn't know how, or I wanted to write. And so I was like, I'm going to rebrand and I'm going to make it more of like the in the, the day in the life of Katie. So like, yeah. what could you, what have I learned with food? What have I learned through these challenging seasons? And that's what the everyday kitchen was supposed to be was like a lifestyle type blog information for people to like if they want to feed their kids better and however you interpret that everyone has their own interpretation yeah. <laughs> of better um but then so that was earlier in 2017 when I was kind of coming out of that really challenging season practicing in the kitchen again rediscovering new recipes I wanted to feed Micah and then tried the sourdough donut recipe and so what I was trying to do was build like the blog aspect of posting recipes but then the sourdough donuts are incredibly niche and the little following that I had like from the ginger snap all tried them and then all of their friends tried them and then all of their friends tried them and because I was getting better and better at practicing this recipe and there's nothing like it and that's so literally our tagline donuts during this time and I was selling? making donuts constantly okay. I was practicing constantly so gotcha. I would I spent I guess that's an important detail I probably spent four months practicing like like a full-time job. I just would practice every morning and every night when Micah went to bed. I love that you address this and I want to dive into this for a second because I think that it is so easy to see somebody's current moment and not be able to see the one trillion snapshots that have been taken in your own life in yes. order to get to that one moment now where they're like, whoa, sourdough donuts, this is so great. You really, you're really lucky that you just hit it so lucky right away, right? But you yeah. saying this, like, I don't know many people who are really, really passionate about something who are saying they are spending morning and night working. Yes, on I worked this. constantly on it, and then also, so 2017 was me diving into learning this, trying to figure out this this challenging, challenging product that nobody could help me with because nobody was doing it. At the same time, battling still quite severe anxiety because every time I would put myself out there and even sell product or post on social media, I would literally, or, or do a pop-up because like those are, because I moved from like being a little bit more popular, doing some pop-ups, doing some wholesales, like that was gradual yeah. as I continued to practice. But I spent a lot of 2017 just crying because every time I tried something new, because it was such a challenge to me, I would have such crippling anxiety that I would try something, put myself out there, and then I would have to retreat to my quiet time or in the living room and just kind of process what that meant putting myself out there. So 2000, this it didn't come 
the everyday kitchen was just a morphing of how do I become me and so right. the, the name the everyday kitchen was because it was like literally I'm going to bring you into a snapshot of what it means to be like what does that mean for me every day and how can that assist you in your life how can I help you in your life it just so happened to coincide with this recipe right. <laughs> of the donut so the donuts took over my life in 2017 um but what's funny about that because like I, I was a practicing and I had a two-year-old as a stay-at-home mom I feel like that's like mom. the lottery as a two-year-old. Be like, my mom is in a season of practicing making okay. donuts. Yes. Also, I found out as soon as I as soon as I published the Everyday Kitchen, uh, we found out I was pregnant with Aiden. Oh so the, all of t- 2017 was spent pregnant, um, waking up at 4 a.m. practicing this donut recipe, doing pop-ups, pr- pursuing wholesale, practicing my recipe, putting myself out there. It was just a year of, do I want to try this? Even though I'm pregnant, even though I'm going to have a baby, I was like yeah, I'll, it was too popular for me to just not try. Right. So I was like, I will dive into building a donut business. So 2018 hit, I had Aiden January 8th, 2018. So I took a month break in December. And 2018, shortly after he was born, my plan was to take like five or six months off to then, like, is this even viable? Should I be doing this? Do I have the ability to do this with a three-year-old now and a baby? Um, but right after he was born, I just was hit with like, I can't, the only way I could was just visions of what I wanted to see happen in my life. So when I was feeding Aiden every night, like I would have these ideas come to my head where it was more of like the, like the initial reason I created the everyday kitchen was to show people that community was accessible and that we need it. And it's going to help you push past your challenges. So I would, I would be feeding him at night and just thinking, and I would get these crazy, crazy ideas. I just about like, um, I'll give you an example. The one that kind of started it all is um, I had a vision of taking pictures of a table that was beautifully set with people sitting around it mm. to signify what the community meant to me yeah. and what the everyday kitchen meant to me. And so I booked this photo shoot in April of 2018. I wasn't making like where we were running come family making a little part-time income from my baking and I think we I think I spent so you talk about time investment but I also invested about twelve hundred dollars renting a space hiring a photographer getting this like this vision of this table taking a picture of so that I could get content for what I wanted to post in 2018 what happened in 2018 was I said yes to building like a personal story brand is what I did so I still sold donuts my business continued to grow I started selling donuts in February 2018 Aiden was five weeks old they started getting back in the kitchen Mark had recently left his day job and started he'd been working on his side business for years and then went full-time so we were these stay-at-home parents working with our kids so we would take team off like I would work in the early mornings and then he would watch the kids for a minute and blah 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 So 2018, what I tried to do was build my personal brand to the point where I wouldn't have to make donuts anymore because I didn't want to make donuts for the rest of my life. I wanted to just, it was really neat that I had this really crazy recipe that like no one else was making, but I was like, I don't want to be waking up at four or five in the morning every day in my house, making donuts alongside my kids. Like this is just getting too complicated. So what happened in on the flip side of me building, posting more of my story about my challenges, about what community meant to me, kind of nailing down what personal branding meant to me, and that's a 
whole nother story of yeah. diving into podcasts and taking courses online. And I remember hearing the first podcast I ever listened to, I had no idea what a podcast even was, but she said, in order for people to understand what you're about, you can't talk about pretty much more than three to five things max. Like you have to mm. nail down. And I have so many, like I've multi-passionate, yeah. like there's so many things. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I need, I need to have a brand. I want to have a brand. What do I want to talk about? So it, again, I would be feeding Aiden at night in the rocking chair. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what are my three phrases going to be? Like, what are my three things going to be? And I came up with, now that I'm in the middle of it, yeah. <laughs> was create amazing food because that's what I did. I made, I made food that I created, that I sold, that people loved. And I wanted to give people access to recipes that they could then create amazing food and encourage them to do that. Um, enjoy community because that's a huge part of the way I came out of huge struggles in my life um, and embraced everyday life. Um, and so still to this day, everything I post on my page, even though I'm a brick and mortar donut store, is that that's my brand. So 2018 was literally spent, the way I describe it, was discovering what does branding mean to me and trying to work myself out of having to make donuts anymore. On the flip side, what that did was it grew my business tenfold because if you know anything about business, you know that people want to have something to cling on to. They want to, people want to see the process of you becoming something and they see themselves in your story. And that happens to me all the time. I see challenges that people overcome and I'm like wow like I want I want to I want to overcome that's so absolutely and that honestly Katie that is what has has made me resonate with you so much is I've met you a few times in different scenarios but following obviously more so from social media because I am I am not in your house every day (laughs) seeing the day-to-day like most of us (laughs) are not um seeing your story and seeing it evolve and I only met you right as you were in the thick of I mean, unbeknownst to me, I did not know that these were all of the struggles you were going to because we were strangers to each other. But now knowing that meeting you in that and seeing from, I mean, I saw that transformation from beginning to even from now as a follower, appreciating your story because of the exact reason you just stated, seeing myself struggles I've had in my own personal life with my daughter getting diagnosed with a chronic illness and things that... I would not wish upon anybody and things that I could have never predicted were going to be a part of my story that I wouldn't have chosen, but it has shaped things to be so much more amazing that I could have dreamed up than if those things hadn't been in there, even though you don't wish for those bad things to be there. Right. So that's exactly right. That is what I've resonated with you. And that's what, that's what I feel like I, I want, I guess not just even women in business, but just business owners to realize that, there's often, I think, still sometimes a stigma of you have to keep your personal self out of your business, right? And and for some people, that works better. I am not one of those people. I am more of a wear your heart on a sleeve and that can come back to bite you a million times over. We can, we can have another <clears throat> episode about this topic. I, I love this topic. I have lots to say about it. Yeah. It's... um. Yeah, in, in a nutshell, it's it really comes down to what you're comfortable with. No matter how much personal or, or non-personal you leave out, you need to provide something that makes people think about you over and over and over again. And usually that comes from some sort of branding that communicates a message that makes them feel a certain way. Yeah. So if that's through your own personal messaging, if that's through just different themes of different things your business has learned from the bottom to the top it doesn't matter there has to be something that makes people remember because there's so much noise there's so many businesses and what so I will challenge you to think about what businesses are you paying attention to yeah and why what's making you what's making them come top of mind that's a great challenge 
That's a great I started challenge. I started seeing which businesses were catching my eye on social because lots of them are doing a really poor job of catching people's attention. Right. And so when people catch my attention, when businesses catch my attention, I study. Why? Mm. What did they do that made me pay attention? Why did I look? Why yeah. did I look? And so I've got a few different places, like all over the states, just a few random businesses I've stumbled yeah. across. And their stuff always comes up in my feed because, of course, <laughs> if you look at things, yes. they keep coming up in your feed because you want people to click, you want people to comment, not just because you want to have metrics on your, but you, because that means it's being shown to people. And what's going to build your bottom line is that people see your content, that they see what you're doing, and they remember to come and they remember to support. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's a great challenge because I think it's so easy to not actually ask yourself that. Like, definitely. Like, obviously, sometimes it is just what you think is mindless scrolling on social media, but it you're to- so right. I love that. Okay, challenge accepted, listeners. <laughs> you heard it straight from Katie. <laughs> so should I just? I'll finish off 2018 and tell you where how we got to today. Yes. Yes. So Keep going. So 2018, that just continued to build both of those things. Funny enough. Uh, bring this full circle um the place that I chose to have that photo shoot in in April mm-hmm. 2017 18 um I connected with Tim Schultz he's the owner of yeah. the local market and just a great space amazing space he's such a nice guy and he's, the space is just fabulous he's got such a great heart yeah so um later into 2018 um wow there's just too many in part pieces of the story no, I had this go. I this had this good. I had this very, very deep feeling that we needed to take a huge risk. So God is a huge part of my life. And I was one day sitting on the couch and he, he just said to me, it's time to take a big risk. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Um, but we, so just like <laughs> we were both feeling it in a sense, but what that looked like through us through a lot of navigating was that he was, he wasn't shutting down the donut aspect of our business, but that he was, he wanted to expand that part of our business right. so greatly that we could continue to follow the branding and passions that's so deeply in, integrated in our life mm-hmm. that we want to see happen. And part of that was to then build a business that could sustain our passion and our growth. So in 2008, end of 2018, we started having discussions with Tim um, that I connected with with that photo shoot. And we started, something came over me in a meeting and I was like, this is my space. This is where we need to be. And then Mark and I hadn't even had a conversation with like, it was the strangest, this like weird tenacity rose up in me and I've never experienced that before. It was so strong that I actually had a migraine for two days later. It was like this intense thing took over me and it was like, I couldn't not do this. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought if I don't pursue this opportunity in this space that we're in right now, I will regret it for the rest of my life. I I haven't had very many moments like that in my life where I was like, if I don't do this, I will regret it. But that one was like, if I don't pursue this form of growth in this space, I will regret it for the rest of my life. So, um, in 2019, very beginning of 2019, we decided to start building a business plan to see if a, we could get funding. We had Mark did a lot of the business plan because that type of wording, oh my goodness, those things are awful. And then the bank doesn't even read it, right? So, That's right. So yeah, anyway, it feels we, like it's for no reason. So I went to, uh, I started investing in myself personally as a, I never even considered myself a businesswoman yet. So in 2019, I said yes to doing like a big coaching um, getaway business thing at the, two, at the beginning of 2019. And, and there I kind of discovered everyone in the room was like, you're 
you're a businesswoman. Like, you you are. And I'm like, what? Like, no, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Because I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. And they're like, no, look what you've built. They're like, you need to pursue this growth. So they encouraged me. So again, community. Um. That's exactly it. I'm like, this does keep coming bad because you can't always, we just don't have the abilities as humans to always see those things on ourselves. And that's where you need those safe people of community around you that you know are in it for the right reasons and telling you the Very truth. Very much. So Mark sent me there. He's like, you have to go. We didn't even have the money for it, actually. You can call me. If you know anything about Dave Ramsey, you'll call me foolish, but we just knew that it was the right thing to do. And so we took everything we had left in our savings and sent me to Nashville for that getaway. Mm. Um, And I had a lot of one-on-one coaching through that um, investment and that really helped kind of solidify um, that I was on the right track with, um, M was my, is my business coach and she solidified that we were on the right track with building this space that had the essence of community and what that would mean through actually having an amazing product built through that. Mm. So 2019 was built building our business, building Mark's personal marketing business, um, doing pre-orders on my, so instead of doing pop-ups, which is the traditional way here, which I have seen to build a home-based business, it didn't work for me with my one-year-old at that point, he was one, so I was like, it's too hard, so we did, I did, we created a system, thankfully someone came our way, Ryan, website guy, if you need a, if you need a suggestion, I have one for you, he built a a back-end system that you literally just post my, my, quant the what I had available for the weekend donuts I posted them at 8 p.m on Tuesday and you would have a pickup window on Saturday so that's how I built my business was posted pre-orders on Tuesday it was the only time you could get my product donuts would sell hundreds of donuts would sell between two and ten minutes and then people would pick them up on Saturday and I would wholesale to a local coffee shop so built my business through that building my pre-order system creating a system that worked for our family, always coming back to what's our values is that our family is important to us. So how can we build these businesses alongside our kids and alongside our family? There is so much uncertainty in the world right now. And while gathering and coming together needs to take extra precautions and in a lot of cases, a temporary hiatus right now, this doesn't mean that we still can't connect in unique ways to keep our relationships and connections strong. If you are on the lookout for a creative way to cheer up a friend, show your significant other, bestie, coworkers, and special people in your life that you care, I've curated adorable, delicious, and unique candy grazing boxes for you to ship out. A beautiful, delectable candy grazing box can be shipped right to your door or as a surprise to a friend's door on your behalf. Free delivery in Saskatoon and shipping available across Canada. And because we could all use a little more joy right now, you can get an exclusive code to receive 15% off by typing CELEBRATE15 at checkout. You can click right from your home at CelebratingSimpleLife.com and use the code CELEBRATE15 because today is a great day to celebrate. In August 1st, we signed, or like later in May, we signed our lease from getting financing through the bank. The guy who was offered our financing, he was kind of dragging his feet a little bit. And Mark said, come out to a pop-up that we have. It was at the back of the local market in Bay 3. And uh, he came, waited in line for 45 minutes to get my last donut. And he tried it. And the next day, he messaged us and said, you're approved for financing. Come on. That is such a cool story. I had to throw that one in there. (laughs) So he was like, he saw what what we had going on. And he was like, yeah, this is something good. This isn't just wild donut family. This is legit. But we're we're trying this behind the times. Like, artisanal donuts are huge all over. Yeah. So anyway, so we got our lease August 1st. And we started operating September 7th. That was craziest, August, September, craziest months of my life. So we've been in operation for four and a half months now. So, and it's just 
growing and that's good. And it's again, new sets of challenges that we're of having course. to navigate through. Yeah. So uh, t- talk to me again in a year yeah. and I'll have a lot well, more to say. That's exactly it. I, I, I have conversations about this regularly with business owners too, where there isn't just a, oh, once you've got it figured out, you've got it figured out. And maybe some people are more in a rhythm of certain things in their business and they're not necessarily wanting to scale or grow or do different things. But for most people that I talk to, there's so many new ideas that are coming into your mind that you want to try to incorporate. And it's always this keeping on track and what should be here, what shouldn't be here. And it's just this ever evolving, at least in my opinion, there isn't a template for this. So it just feels like you're always in the state of figuring it out. But that's again, where this community comes back because that's where you have people speaking honest and truth into what you can't always necessarily see yourself when you're so in it. You need that outside perspective. I'm sure even more so that you and your husband do this together. We need in it too, right? And now we're we're finding it it's switched from what worked before now that we've expanded and there's so much more pressure and now we have twelve employees, which is different. We weren't used to managing anyone that now we are now discovering because not there's not too many people we know that do business together. Um, and so to find even a new set of community that coaches us well through how to run a business together and that is good for our marriage and Absolutely. finding people to coach us. So now we're at a bit of a standstill where we've seen so much pressure from growth, but we feel like now we need new people to speak into our lives. And it's just honestly praying and trusting that the right people come our way and looking online, like we're willing to travel and find that too, but yeah. that never really stops no matter what level you get to. Like right now I kind of feel a little bit stuck because I've hit, had so much growth in a year that now I'm like, okay, I need more support. I need more community. Yeah. I need more specific types of community, um, which is a whole other story. When yeah. you when you change the way you view growth, other people can also have be a little bit slower and then feel like they want to like pull you back a little bit because they Absolutely. don't want to see you moving forward Absolutely. too fast. It's too uncomfortable for them to watch you grow. Mm-hmm. So then it's now a new set of challenges for us to find the right type of people to speak into our lives and and encourage us. I appreciate you sharing that. I feel like that's such an honest way to look at it. And I think sometimes it is so easy to not be able to verbalize those things because it is hard and you don't want to, as business owners, you mentioned this before too, that we always want to just have things figured out ourselves and we don't want to need we, we can do this. We can do anything. This is what we're meant to do, right? But to ask for help and to say, hey, this is what I need feels like counterintuitive to what your body wants to say. Yes. But usually being able to verbalize that ends up coming back around in the most positive of ways because you're actually getting what you're needing because you're putting it out there and people can know what you need, right? Go figure. Exactly. <laughs> um, so now as you are in this physical space of having a, a store, a cafe, I'll yeah. call it, versus how you were saying pop-ups and doing your online orders out of the bays, yeah. like doing your things. How, how do you find that you're thinking and dreaming about your business? So I feel like, I think a lot of people listening are going to hear there's this idea stage mm-hmm. where you're feeding your baby and dreaming about all of the things to come and they yeah. aren't actually happening yet. But then once they do happen, how do you, how do you keep dreaming in a way that feels like, okay, you've hit the goal. Your goal was like this, this was your big vision and you got there. And like you said, now maybe you feel like you're in this like limbo stage of what, what now? Cause I don't think that ever ends. There's always like, what's next? What's next? In like, not in a, I need more, but in a, 
I could do more and more, I could help more people or more could come of this or something. Does that I, make sense? It does make sense. The funny part about this is that this is just the beginning step for me. This was just the step to continue building the successful business that came from this recipe that was so divine that I was able to figure it out to replace me because right. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be so You're like, so what we that. want is to, to build business, to in, continue to increase our forms of revenue and to impact people. And so what that looks like right now is just being faithful to get the business into a place where we can be sustainable without us being in the everyday all the time, especially because I'm still planning on being home with my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So for us, we started in a very different way than most people do where they dive all in 80 hours a week where us like neither of us are full-time like we invested heavily into our staff so what that looks like for us now is that we continue to do the hard work of setting up the systems and structures to sustain growth to connect with our employees to try and empower them to not just be good at their job but to be good to be connected in their life because that's just who we are so that's a huge part of where we are right now because we want to continue to we have more ideas of just like where we want to to be for our family um, to give us the freedom to set up to what we want to continue to doing so in all of this um, there was a very pivotal moment for me when I had to decide would I keep going with this and would I would I not do anything with it because it was very it is and was very difficult for me to put myself out there it caused me caused me and causes me crippling anxiety so I have to continue but there was a day where I was sitting on the couch and like this was when I was still feeling severely depressed and all I wanted to do was just watch tv while Micah slept in the afternoon and I remember I was laying on the couch watching daytime tv which is no good I sat up I jolted up and something in me said I want influence like it just was like this thought that came into my head and I was like oh my goodness I'm like do I, do I want this? And then deep, 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 deep down, down in my heart and the little kid heart that I had that I was created to have, mm-hmm. I always wanted that. I always, always did. But I, all the hurts, everything that happens, like everyone has unfortunate things to happen to them in life. Totally. Every single person I had to decide, was it worth uncovering that deep desire to have influence but have to deal with all the pain that came along with that and by me moving forward with this funny donut business that's like why are you making donuts it wasn't the fact that I was like I'm gonna build a donut business it was that me saying I'm going to uncover the beginning layers of what it means to step into my potential and part of my potential was building a business with my husband a donut and coffee shop and we that's amazing. That was a huge dream of us to build a space that we could take our family to and build community with. But that's just the beginning. So I think if any business owner was to kind of dig a little deeper, any person listening to this, if they if they go to the depth of the reason why they started that, if they go to the depths of the reason what really motivates them and really makes them come alive, there's more to it than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. So for me, it sounds funny because I'm like, I'm I'm just posting stuff online and building a local business, but... We want to be, Mark and I just want to keep learning, keep helping, keep coaching. We want to, whatever that looks like for us. So this is just step one for us. And we don't know what the next steps are. And I don't know everyone who actually knows their next steps in life. (laughs) I didn't know this shop was coming and it came. And I don't know what's coming two years from now, but I feel that there's something more for me too. So it's just being faithful in what's the hard work that's in front of us to set things up in a way that we can rely on for our family and build growth. 
Absolutely. Um, so that's a very, like, it doesn't give you any details of what we're working towards, but there's, if, if you're to look deep into you, and sometimes it might take some time, you'll find that there's there's something in you that is driven towards that goal or that growth because you were created to have that impact. But yeah. that's the hardest place to visit because that usually comes with quite a bit of pain because you've been hurt in that area. The areas of greatest strength, the enemy have, will have come. Um, just things in life will the universe will come to destroy that very part of you that wants to be seen well and that's the only way that's the irony of all ironies is that that's the only way to learn those life lessons is by being put into the middle of a way to learn them you can't be a patient person without having your patience tested right like that's one of those things where as soon as you're like oh man this is what i want that's when a lot of hard things are going to start coming at you and you're like but why this is like what i was wanting to move forward on that's why, yes. because you just said you wanted to learn those lessons and it's not going to come on a cloud of rainbows and Very unicorns, much. right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, that is so amazing. So what, what right now, as you, I mean, you've, you've, um, mentioned this a little bit, but what right now today in this present moment of your business makes you most excited and feel most I don't know, accomplished of like where, where you've come from years ago to now today, what are you most happy about in your business? Um, I really enjoy, um, when I can see the fruit of the, what I've taught people. So like seeing the training, training is hard work, especially when it's a tough product. So seeing that people grow in their skills and strengths to be able to then manage what they know but then continue to do it without me so i really Mm -hmm. like the expediting aspect of it so not so much like working in the everyday like the tedious jobs i know how to do really well but it's it's hard but rewarding to see pass that on to other people it's hard to let go of control but it's it's nice to see the fruit of that come like i we we opened this so that we could let go of control and trust our employees and put put weight on them to do their job well and to pour into their lives but to see that come full circle some days where I'm at home with my kids and we're homeschooling my little five-year-old right now so not that we do very much that's like very strict with that but I'm home some days like because I've got a couple days at the shop and a couple days at home so what's rewarding for me to see is that we did that like we took the business that kept me so busy at home and kept me so distracted to then it's still a distraction because it's a huge responsibility but now I'm able to kind of separate like this is a work day and this is a home day but that even though I'm not there it's continuing to run without me and that in this current moment has been the most like we were in Winnipeg this weekend having some meetings and just visiting some family and the shop ran for four days and we weren't there. And I was like, everyone's alive and well. And everyone's, and yeah. so as a new business owner, you're like, wow, like it's nice to see that the growth is, that we can sustain the growth and that we can continue to teach people. And it doesn't rely so heavily on us because there's more that, that can take our attention as well that we want to be focusing on too. That's fabulous. Way to go. Good for you. Thank oh, you. Hey. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> That's amazing. So I feel like we've talked a lot about the business, talked a lot about things, and I always get questions of people that want to know real details about the lives of guests. So you're Katie, you're not just the everyday kitchen, you're you're you. And so what is, I'm going to ask you a few questions about yourself so that people can get the inner inner workings of Katie. Sure thing. Um, what is one thing that you do in the morning that sets the tone for your day? 
So my routine is kind of up in the air, in the air because of all the changes we've had, and that's meant a lot of early mornings for me training and being at the shop. But um, right now it looks like on the days where I am working at the shop that I'm up bright and early, um, usually between 4 and 5.30 there. Wow. Um, just... Not, not all the time, but usually when I'm there, if I'm going to get a work day in, my best working hours are in the morning. So I'll try and get the best hours I can in the morning. And so Mark will get the kids ready for um, grandma's house or whatever. So um, it either means going there and every, any day that I am home, I'm up before my kids. I have to be up before my kids because it's the only time I'm able to process information because I am quite a task-driven, motivated person. Um, I find that the morning time just like journaling or sitting there and thinking is the only time I can turn anything over in my head and I can literally just go 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 for like six months and then finally one day be like I don't even remember why I was working towards that or why that was important to me so the morning right now it used to be every morning I tried to have that quiet time but now it's kind of torn into and if I don't do it in the morning it's like I can never get it done it's just because it's like seems like my magic those nasty early hours in the morning unfortunately because I've got kids and <laughs> early business it seems like the yes. only time that that works for me right now so that's kind of where one day a week I might let myself sleep till Aiden wakes up at 6 30 so <laughs> well and I'll ask you this which seems like an ironic question what's your coffee order so you must <laughs> make your coffee so delicious at the everyday kitchen so you must just be getting your own coffee obviously there right are you not a coffee drinker <laughs> I'm a, definitely a coffee drinker my go-to coffee is black coffee or an americano yes which is so funny because that's just what we've been drinking for years because <laughs> I'm not a big like I don't actually eat very much sugar and so like for me to have a sugar coffee is very rare I do really like we make a house-made chai at the shop so I'll have that as I really do like that that's really good once in a while I used to be black through and through because I had to get rid of dairy for a few years yes. but since I have access to cream at the shop now I'll sneak some cream well, in so gosh. like coffee with a little bit of good cream girl. would probably be yeah. my that's my, my go-to too. yeah <laughs> um what is one thing that when you are out and about on your work days that you always have in your purse? <laughs> is it a donut? <laughs> no, no, the girls laugh at me. I have a I have a backpack that that serves as like where I keep my laptop and then it's a diaper bag at the front. Yeah. And I'm very low self-care. Like it's bad. Like I should probably take care of myself more. The only thing that I have in there for myself pretty much is this. It's called Egyptian magic cream because it's just this like no odor I have like really sensitive skin I've dealt with like eczema on my face so it's just this like little tiny like nasty like tube of this like odorless cream that I can put on my lips or my hands if I need like literally I'm like magic is the first answer I've ever had of that it's literally like it's like if you have any form of like sensitive skin or anything it's like has like honey and bee pollen it's a really healing for your skin and for someone who struggled with skin issues for a while people everyone wants to give you their opinion on what you should be using and then nothing works but that I got it from Sarah Lindsay the makeup store in Regina she gave it to me and it because she saw that my lips were really sore that yeah. day. She was doing my makeup, but she Aww. gave it to me. And ever since then, I've been using it every day. So and that's what I have. Good and it girl. works for me. Yeah. Works for you. Yeah. So that's a really boring answer. <laughs> and my cell phone, I guess I always have my but cell phone. But it's unique because I have never heard that before. Um, what is one thing, I know we've talked about protecting our mental health a little bit throughout our conversation, but what is one thing that you try to do either on a regular basis or you can just feel when you need to something either really big or super small that you feel helps protect your mental health journaling mm. journaling and exercise is huge but I have not been exercising and it has been affecting my mental health mm. if I'm being completely honest yeah. since Aiden's been born and navigating two kids and building a business I never got into a new rhythm so for me right now what that looks like is journaling 
like writing down what I'm thinking, like jotting down anything that comes to my mind in the morning or any time that helps me remove a lot of the pressure I carry on myself in my head. So journaling and then exercise is a huge, if you, if anyone's looking for some uh, honest motivation, that's for sure. Mine is that it improves. I don't exercise because I've had a interesting, sorry, I don't exercise for to keep thin because I've had a very yeah. negative connotation yeah. with that over the years. Like I overexercised and it was, so for me, exercise is in and out mental health because if I get into any form of like obsessive behavior with exercise, then I know that I have to stop, which just sounds so funny because exercise is a healthy thing to do. But yeah. for me, it can easily become a negative thing to do because I can get into Well, um, you know what's interesting though? I feel the same way about it. I would not, I always played sports growing up and in high school and college, that was like the form of exercise was training for the sports and doing that. It wasn't there wasn't another thought process of exercising above and beyond that is like, oh, I've got to get my workout in. It just happened yep. with what you were doing with the sports. And I never felt like I actually learned beyond that. So once I became an adult and wasn't in an environment of being on team sports anymore, it was like a foreign concept to me to understand how to fit exercise into my life. And I, I hate exercise. I hate I'm just trying to find something that I like now, like things have worked over the years with like different ages of my kids, but now it's like, what do I need now? And so I'm just trying to discover that because I spend a lot of time around people and I do need a lot of, I do need time to myself and I don't get it. So then, so part of me is like, I used to love group exercise, but now I'm thinking maybe more doing like a solo exercise where I can listen to a podcast because now I don't have any time to do that. So I'm just trying to figure out how to fit that that 2020 is the year. 2020. Yeah. I started a year ago in the dead of winter, just like now, because I told myself if I can do this in the hardest time of winter, then the rest of the year will feel really easy. That's what I coax myself. And I walk 4k every day. That was what I realized was my thing, which for some people they'll be like, Oh, that's not a workout. I am in full snowsuit, full gear. And I, it's as if I've done the most massive cardio because it's you're, you're in a so sweat sauna. Like a sweatsuit. <laughs> That's amazing. And it is the most therapeutic. I do not do it for any other reason but for mental health and the other the other other benefits just happen. Yeah. But it is so I notice big time on days that I don't do it and we've had some minus fifty days here and I have not done it because I just cannot bear to be outside for forty five <laughs> minutes in those days, but. I miss it. And that was a point that I never got to before was actually missing because I don't like exercising. So the once I missed it, I'm like, okay, I'm onto something that's working for me. Not yes. what everyone else tells me I should be doing for exercise, but what works for me. Yes. I right? think that's the, the common denominator is what, what's working. So if I'm going a little loony, you just tell me to go exercise. Okay. Go get a workout in. <laughs> go get a workout yeah. in. <laughs> um, one last piece of advice you have given so many nuggets of wisdom today in all of the topics that we have talked about but what would be one piece of advice if listeners are going to take away anything from today as they move forward on their day if you've been following me for any time you'll hear this common message or anything i say is just you never know what that one little yes where it will take you so i didn't go from staying at home in my pajamas, severely depressed with postpartum depression to opening a brick and mortar store with plans to continue to grow business. It went from saying yes to the child, like the first challenge in front of me, which was setting up a routine that would increase my mental health, getting back into the kitchen, saying yes to practicing my recipe, saying yes to posting online, 
you just, you never know. Like there's people might think, well, I don't know what I have to offer. I don't even know what I want to do. And it doesn't really matter. It's just, are you saying yes to the thing, the things inside of you that actually light you up and bring you that you're passionate about? Or are you continually dismissing those things because Mm. you're too afraid or you don't know if they mean anything? Because I was literally embarrassed that I was making donuts because I thought people were like, well, you're a weirdo. You're building a business making donuts. But to me, the back end was that I was saying yes to me. And what that looked like was like, that was a part of my creative outlet. And that was something that came out through that. So say yes. Say yes. That's great. Oh, thank you, Katie. This has been enlightening. And I, so many parts of your story I had no idea about. And so I appreciate your vulnerability and honesty today and sharing your story. And follow Katie on the Everyday Kitchen on Instagram if you don't already. And I'll share the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life.